Welcome to Cosmic Conversations with Julia Phoenix. Hello, everyone. I'm Julia Phoenix, and I am your host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Cosmic Conversations, your source for expansive discussions and timeless wisdom to help you navigate the deeply spiritual and wildly cosmic experience of being a human being on planet Earth. (sighs) That's the intention for this podcast and this space, and I am so incredibly excited and energized by this new creation that you all who are listening are stepping into with me. If you've followed me on social media or been a part of my journey in any way, I want to thank you so much for checking the podcast out. And if you're new to me, completely welcome. I'm so happy that you're choosing to listen. You know, I have a lot to share. I have a lot to say. (laughs) I love to talk. But one of my uh, greatest joys is being able to have deeply expansive, mind-opening conversations with other souls who I meet along the path who are doing really powerful work, you know, in their own lives and often with others as well in the realms of you know working with human consciousness okay whether that is psychology or shadow work or whether that is astrology or human design maybe it's trauma healing maybe it is you know metaphysical uh, or energy healing and maybe they're just people who have really cool perspectives about the universe and about life through their own lived experience. And those are the kinds of conversations that I want to have in this space, right? So I have wanted to create a podcast for as long as I really knew podcasting was a thing, (laughs) but I suppose I've waited until the timing felt absolutely right. And also probably to be completely honest with you, I've waited until uh, I had a feeling that I was able to tackle the tech involved (laughs) because my self-concept around not knowing how to do certain things has evolved and changed. And I know that I can figure stuff out and also I can ask for help, you know, I think a lot of people who are spiritually inclined have sort of this idea about themselves that they can't operate technology and they can't learn new systems. And I think with this age of Pluto and Aquarius, which at the time I'm recording this, we've really just stepped into, um, it's going to be really important that we throw those ideas out wherever possible, right? It's true that certain people are wired in more like one direction, maybe more so than another, and certain people maybe enjoy one thing more than another. Um, But 
we're going to have to make friends with technology, <laughs> you know, and we're going to have to learn how to uh, utilize it to our advantage. And when we don't understand certain things, it's not really going to work, in my opinion, to just shut it down, you know, we've got to ask for help, we've got to collect resources, and we have got to leverage technology during this time. It's such a beautiful tool that can connect us. And I, for one, am really grateful that it's here. I'm really looking forward to being able to have a conversation with uh, my partner, Ra, who is um, incredibly tech savvy and really loves technology and has some honestly just completely mind-blowing perspectives around AI and uh, what's known as ungoverned AI and the potentials for humanity, the potentials for human consciousness and evolution and for what could really happen <laughs> moving forward. So I'm really looking forward to bringing that to you. But today I just wanted to touch in a little bit and share about a little bit about my personal evolution, particularly over the last several years, and I would say over the last year in general, uh, and my relationship with spirituality, right? Because this is really what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about, it is about bridging the gap between our humanity and our embodied human experience and all of the so-called flaws and foibles of that experience, right? I would say the perfection and the beauty of that experience as well. And, you know, the spiritual dimension. I don't believe that we are here to transcend our humanity or to transcend our bodies. I believe that we are here for higher consciousness to descend into our body right and move with our humanity to create something that you know the world has never seen before and many of you who are listening are people who have been on an awakening path you've been on an awakening journey and you've needed to kind of what is the word reconcile right reconcile these different wor words, you know, and I think there can be a really big gap for a lot of people, right? I am not a fan. I'm just going to start, start it out by saying this in my 5-1 <laughs> heretical tone. I am not a fan of any viewpoint in terms of spirituality that encourages us to bypass any element of our human experience, whether that is our sexuality uh, and our desires, our darker, you know, parts of self, or, you know, the material realm, things like money, right? Things like relationships as well, right? Our emotional nature our emotional nature, right? Certainly not our fears, our traumas. These are not things that I believe are um, 
counter to our spiritual awakening journey. These are things that are deeply, deeply core to the awakening process and are deeply important to integrate into all of these conversations that people are having about higher dimensional awareness and new tech, such as what I feel I am on the planet, you know, in part to provide for people. So if you don't know, I'll just share a little bit about what I do currently and I'll kind of go backwards from there. I am a DNA activator. So what this means is, and the way that I do it, is that I utilize sound and frequency. I utilize my voice to wake up very specific um, energetics <laughs> and frequencies, as well as templates within the cells and within the DNA, within the PEMS, the physical, emotional, energetic, mental, and spiritual bodies of the people that I work with and the people who receive my activations. Um, I have memory of doing this work in Lemuria as well as Atlantis. When I am doing my activations, and I'm sure that I will do some on the podcast at some point, but when I am doing my activations, um, I am speaking in languages that are not human. And I am toning and making sounds that some people feel uncomfortable with. <laughs> what I love about it is that it bypasses really like the conscious mind, you know? It is a language, they are languages, multiple languages that come through me that are not human. And so you're not going to receive them mentally and you're not supposed to. Sometimes people ask me like, what are, what, what are you saying? What, what is that? What did you just say? And you know, it doesn't matter really. If I'm meant to share something with someone in English, then I do. I share it with them in English and it comes through that way, you know? Uh, and if I'm not meant to share that with them, it just won't come through in English and you don't need it, right? You don't need it. You don't need to understand what's happening. And this is one of the things that I love so much about DNA activation. You don't have to understand what's happening. You don't have to consciously participate. It's actually something that your higher self consents to. Your higher self is involved in that process, right? And that you just receive, right? And I find that that is such a beautiful, beautiful experience for so many people who really um, are used to, like I was used to, right? Working really hard for their healing. And it's not that that's not necessary. And this is what I'm, I'm gonna get into in a little bit. It's not that that's not necessary, but it is that there is another element here, right? Where there are moments when we just get to receive an upgrade and we don't have to understand consciously what's happening. And in fact, when we try to, it kind of just mucks up the process, okay? So where did this come from for me? This came from my soul and through my own process, 
of DNA activation because the DNA contains a myriad of gifts and abilities that we have gathered through other experiences and different timelines, right? Which you could say past lives, you could just say different timelines or co-occurring timelines. It just depends on which dimension you're viewing it from, right? Because we know that time is not really a thing once you get into uh, the fifth dimension and beyond, but it can be helpful, right? And it is helpful to, to, to think about things in terms of linear time. So you can say past lives if you want to, right? It's okay to hold a 3D perspective on certain things, all right? I just wanna give you that permission. Anyway, these gifts and abilities can come from those different timelines. They also come from um, your ancestral lines and they also come from your higher self. They also come from aliens and alien incarnations. So, you know, if this is too out there for you, I apologize, but yes, our DNA was seeded by alien beings. And that's actually everyone, right? There are certain people who are walking the planet now that we call star seeds that have stronger connections right, with certain alien species. They have um, soul braids or soul forks, for example, where there are literally alien consciousnesses that are channeling into and animating their human consciousness. But the truth is, is that we actually all have uh, star people DNA, right? Our species has been hybridized, right? And so unfortunately, what's also happened is that, you know, most of us have a lot of distortion within the DNA. There is distortion in our world, right? And uh, there are certain seals actually that have been placed on your DNA to prevent you from uh, having access to some of these gifts and abilities, right? And from reaching a fully activated state, right? But when we're talking about DNA activation, what, what's important for you to understand here is that we're actually talking about awakening. We're actually talking about ascension. We're actually talking about the exact same thing, right? It's actually about activating your light body um, and really helping you to exist as your higher self, your highest self in full embodied human form to be able to hold more light to be able to hold more of the truth of you. This is what DNA activation really is. And I get really passionate about it. I don't always see people talking about it in the way that I talk about it. I, some people do, but some of the information out there is very much about, once again, sort of escaping the human experience. Like, you know, when we switch from carbon-based uh, molecular structure to crystalline-based, like we're all just going to float away, you know? <laughs> and, and I disagree. 
I think this rhetoric has like an escapist undertone that I'm personally just really not cool with. Once again, it is about being fully awakened in body. It is about fully embracing your humanity and your divinity, right? And DNA activation is one of the tools that can really help you do that, really help to wake you up to who you really are. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love doing this work. And in my method, rapid shift integration, I also am, am not just working on the DNA. There are elements uh, that are included for people, depending on what comes through that's needed to help, you know, I don't know, remove certain things that might be um, obstacles in the path when it comes to that remembrance, right? Um, just energetic influences, uh, a lot of distortions that come through bloodlines I work with. Um, and I see these things, right? I see them like, you know, I see them visually and I get information through a variety of, uh, of means about what's there and what to work on. And then, you know, we can really move these things out just using uh, voice technology, sound technology, you know. Uh, sound is frequency. It's extremely powerful. And it's always in alignment, I find, with what is in the highest and best interest of the recipient. Um, and so, you know, there's no such thing as somebody coming to me and, you know, I'm overriding something for them, or I'm just like doing something to them that they're not on some level consenting to. That hasn't been my experience. What's been my experience is that things show up for me when in fact, you know, the subject is ready to confront it and release it. And that's also because of the very clear intentions that I set when I'm working on people, okay? I also love to mentor human beings through this process that is, uh, it goes beyond just the activation, right? It, it is about like, okay, we've had these activations, we've received these upgrades. How do we now navigate our lives, our businesses, our relationships, you know, um, in a new way? Because sometimes what happens for people is like they come out of a session and they're like, wow, everything is so different. And now suddenly I'm having this realization like, I don't know, I need to move, you know, <laughs> or I, my career is out of alignment for me. Or, you know, this relationship needs to change. And, you know, I, I also who have a lot of um, skill and ability and experience, you know, in the area of human relationships, in the area of um, business, and in the area of just personal growth and development, right? Okay, so I think that's more than enough about what I do now. I just get really excited about it. So I'll talk for ages about it, uh, you know, if, if nobody stops me. And there's nobody here currently to stop me. It's just me on here. So if you rewind like five years for me, 
and beyond, there is no way in hell that I ever thought I would be doing something like this. Like I said, it, it, it woke up in me, right? Through my own process of awakening and just walking my path, this DNA started to light up. I started to have remembrances. I started to see certain things. I started to know how to do certain things. Um, and it took quite a while for me to turn this public, right? So my ability started coming online back in 2018. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, 2022, maybe beginning of 2022, that I started to um, share them really with other people and with clients. And then I developed my modality and fully transitioned my business in 2023. I think there's a lot of reasons why it took me that long. I do think that it's important to um, really process what's occurring, really learn how to utilize and apply these gifts with a lot of integrity, with a lot of discernment, right? So I had to learn certain, um, you know, psychic tools, uh, but really it was also like I needed to go through a process of almost like identity death because I was so against, um, <laughs> I don't want to say I was against it. I just, I had such strong ideas about people who do similar work to what I do now. You know, I didn't see the relevance or the importance, right? And I had a lot of judgment and I had a lot of fear. And where the majority of that came from actually was my upbringing. So I was born into a spiritual cult and it wasn't a, you know, religious cult, you know, that was um, based on principles of uh, Judeo-Christian religions, right? It was actually um, more of an Eastern cult and you know it was it, it was like a lot of transcendentalism a lot of non-dualism right that was practiced and a lot of sort of like mind numbing you know guru worship obedience um mantra repetition and things like this uh which are not i, I mean certain spiritual practices like meditation, chanting, mantra repetition, like can be absolutely beautiful. And I see the, uh, the relevance of them and the place for them. But when people are practicing these types of spiritual practices without any kind of practice of embodiment, without any kind of shadow work practice, uh, without dealing with any of their relational issues or their childhood traumas, right? If they're really dissociated and disconnected from, uh, from, from their humanity, right? Really intense types of distortions can occur. And, you know, we have these scenarios where people who, you know, maybe it didn't start out this way. I, I don't know how it is for, for people who uh, lead cults like this. You know, 
that, that want a lot of power and that are uh, very fractured in their psyche, you know, these can become tools for essentially brainwashing and manipulation and control, right? And, you know, in, in this particular environment that I, that I grew up in, there was a lot of that and there was some really dark stuff that was occurring. Um, not to get too deep into it, but there was a lot of abuse of children. <sighs> there was a lot of misuse of sexual energy to, um, to facilitate actually um, certain types of metaphysical experiences for people that would then prove that the leader was, uh, you know, was God. And we were told that this person was God. Like, this was not like, oh, this is just a teacher. No, <laughs> like, this is the embodiment of God and you worship that person, you know? And so, you know, growing up in that kind of environment and then becoming at a certain point in time, like horrifically disillusioned with all of it. I just wanted nothing to do. I'm sure you can imagine. I wanted nothing to do with spirituality like this. I, 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 I was in such deep judgment um, and I was angry and I was hurt, right? And I think, you know, with good reason. In addition to, you know, my upbringing in the cult, these, these added layers was it's like my my family was really embroiled in that right and there was abuse at home um i lived through some really severe uh abuse sexual abuse at home and you know as a result of this i developed a lot of um really uh devastating sort of conditions that were just springing from an attempt to cope right with what i what i went through and, um, you know, I developed eating disorders uh, that were very severe and lasted, you know, a couple of decades of my life. I also, um, you know, became a, a drug addict at a certain point in time. I struggled with love addiction as well. So a lot of addictive patterns that I had. To sort of make a long story real short, <laughs> I had a rough time, a real rough time for the first, um, you know, the first chunk of my life there and <laughs> kind of bottomed out um, on drugs when I was 23. And I ended up going to rehab and I ended up getting clean and sober, you know, and that was really the turning point for me. I became really involved in 12 step. I became really involved in healing, you know, and I really spent the majority of my 20s just kind of slogging through, you know, this, this, um, like the depths of emotional and somatic healing work, as well as, um, you know, and I had so much help for this, I just want to say, I had so much help. I'm so blessed and so grateful that I had so many people around me to really help me to um, learn how to live in a different way. But that's really what it was. It was like, I need to learn how to live in a different way. Uh, and so it was 
you know, the very practical sort of like chop wood, carry water, like <laughs> I, I've got to, I've got to learn how to, you know, get a job and hold down a job and pay rent and do all of these things that I actually, you know, the, it, were, it was never a part of my life, you know, because I was really just living moment to moment as like a walking ball of reactions to the pain that I felt inside. And, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a fork in the road. It was a crossroads. And I decided that I was going to commit to life, you know, and it's been a hell of a journey, <laughs> you know, it's been a hell of a journey. Uh, when I was uh, right around 30, uh, during my Saturn return, actually, um, you know, I, I, I had been going to various trainings, um, working with children uh, after I got clean, you know, I, I, I went into working with kids. They were so safe, you know, for me and also brought so much joy and so much lightness into my life. And also I realized, you know, through my process that um, it was it was an attempt for me to reconnect with my inner child and to heal my inner child, you know, through this external experience with children. Mm. But where was I going with that? Anyway, I, I learned uh, different modalities. And when I was uh, about 30, I started my business and, and I just started real small working with people here and there uh, doing coaching, you know, I built my business, it kind of took off. And, you know, now I've been doing it for eight years. But in the beginning, I focused a lot on, once again, just these elements of healing that were somatically oriented, um, that were relationally oriented, and that had a lot to do with healing trauma, you know, in the body from this lifetime. And I became so identified, so identified with those things that it took a long time, like I said, for me to shift what I was doing and to embrace the new path. Now I really feel like it all fits together. I bring everything together in what I do. But, you know, when the path of your soul kind of just starts knocking and, and opens up different doors, like we have a choice to cling to what is known um, out of pride or out of fear or we have a choice to embrace what's being shown to us we have a choice to open up to our destiny but my experience is that it's a lot more difficult to do that on your own and i'm really grateful that i had mentors and i had people in my life who were able to reflect back to me like yeah, Julia, I see this, like, this is incredible. And this is what you came here to do. And you can do it. You know, you can do it. <sighs> so I sort of came out of the spiritual closet. <laughs> I started talking about things like 
Pleiadians and DNA activation and, you know, multidimensional healing. I started, you know, posting videos of me making these weird sounds and all of the people on my so social media had really previously known me um, as someone who talked about things like attachment styles. You know, this was part of my field of study in school. Um, I have a master's in human development uh, with an em emphasis on early childhood development. So, you know, it was a big, it was a big change. It was a really big change. And I'm going to tell you something. I am still changing. I'm still evolving. And I've sat with the idea that maybe in three years, maybe in five years, what I'm going to be talking about could be completely different. And I might be like, yeah, I used to do DNA activation and now I don't anymore. I do this other thing. And it's like, can I be okay with that? Can I be okay with that? Can I be okay with being a human being who is just consistently evolving as new doors open, as new codes unlock for me, as I have new life experiences, right? By the way, the codes that you carry, people talk about codes a lot. The codes that you carry are in your DNA. Whether there are lines of code that might be distorted, right? Or they are, you know, the key codes that you have for the people around you, for humanity, activation codes you have for others, so much deep wisdom just energy that can spark something in other people and the gifts and the abilities that you have that that's all from your dna right so i don't think i mentioned this before if you, if you don't understand what i'm talking about when i'm talking about dna um and you're thinking about the physical dna specifically this is not necessarily what i'm talking about the physical dna is one component of the full structure of your DNA that I actually work on. So, you know, the physical DNA is the double helix and it's what most of us are taught in school. And even of that, you know, scientists say that it's only about 3% um, that we're utilizing and 97% is inactive. But the truth is we actually have 12 strands of DNA and only two of these are physical. So there's 10 additional strands that are non-physical. When I say non-physical, what does that mean? It just means that they are existing at a less dense frequency. And so they're not currently detectable through scientific instruments. It doesn't mean that they won't be eventually. It doesn't mean that, you know, people won't invent a scientific instrument that actually can <laughs> detect these things, but it hasn't happened yet. Right? Now, this non-physical DNA is actually woven in to the physical DNA. So it's not like they're just separate completely. 
it's all sort of woven and threaded together. So when I'm working on the non-physical DNA, which is also called your spiritual DNA, also called your light strand DNA or your etheric DNA, people have different names for this. Um, it will and, and, and can and does impact the physical DNA uh, as well, right? Um, but that's not the place where the change begins, if that makes sense. And of course, the denser layers are the densest layers are the physical layers. So changes in that dimension of things tend to be a little bit um, a little bit slower and a little bit less extreme, right? So what else do I want to say here? Yeah, I'm a work in progress. You know, uh, I love, love, love new information, not just information, but new frequencies, new awareness that unlocks new frequencies. In my opinion, information, you know, the best kind of information is information that is encoded with activations, information that opens up different frequencies, opens up spaces, you know, information that points back to truths that we know is somewhere inside, information that opens up an entirely different level of experience, right? So once again, this is the type of information that I want to be bringing through on this podcast and that I'm going to be bringing through on this podcast. I am so excited for some of the guests that I want to have on here. I want to speak about things like masculine and feminine templates and relationships. I want to speak about money. Okay, for spiritual people. I want to speak about Atlantis and Lemuria. I want to speak about aliens and you know star, star seed species i want to speak about um and speak to experts on on these topics about intuition and psychic development and i want to just talk to real people about their stories you know and their awakening stories because it's it's an experience that i think can feel so isolating to people sometimes you know, whether it is those dark night of the soul experiences, which I think there's a very particular flavor of isolation in that pain that a lot of us can relate to and just really moving through um, those deeper layers of our experience that, that need to be processed. And also it can feel isolating just just feeling like, you know, you're the only one who sort of thinks about these things all day long, you know, <laughs> or cares about them, right? Um, I'm an INFJ. That's my Myers-Briggs uh, personality. I'm also really excited to have people come on who are experts in things like the Enneagram, in things like Myers-Briggs, in things like astrology, you know, because these are just things I'm obsessed with you know, for us to understand our human experience in a different way and understand others in a different way, right? But I think about this stuff constantly, all day long, you know? It's my lens for experiencing the world 
is to be questioning, to be hungry for knowledge, to always want to um, integrate new philosophies, integrate new perspectives, really find out like what is true and what are the tools that are going to point me to what's true. It's not about transcending any element of the current experience. It is about expanding it. So this has been episode one of Cosmic Conversations. I really hope that, you know, this sparked something for you. Um, I'd love to hear what you thought. So excited just to be connected to you here and looking forward to the journey ahead. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today for this cosmic conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe, and if you like, share it with a friend or on your socials. Until next time.